Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me for another edition of the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. My name is Ramon Ray, editor of Smart Hustle Magazine. Today we're talking to Ian Acker, and we're going to talk to him about his business, Fit to Recover. Ian, thanks for coming to the line today and sharing with us about your business. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So, Ian, tell us, what is Fit to Recover? When did you start it? Why did you start it? And give us a bit of information on what is Fit to Recover. Okay. Fit to Recover is a nonprofit gym to support people in recovery through exercise, community service, nutrition, and creative expressions. I came to be, I was actually in treatment for the fourth time five years ago, and I heard of this place called Phoenix Multisport, mm-hmm. and they did outdoor activities with people in recovery. And, and my background was I played soccer in college. And, and I've always been active, and I started training people at treatment centers or at the treatment center I was at in return for food. So they would cook for me, and I would I would train them. And I found that you can really break somebody down and get vulnerable after a workout. So mm-hmm. I took that little bit of momentum that I had in treatment, and I capitalized on my connection with people, and I started in the parks with four people in a boombox. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, were you playing uh, slow jazz music or what were you, what were you playing yeah, in a boombox? I've been teasing you. I love hip-hop music, man. Hip-hop okay. is like my life. I thought I was going to be a rapper in my using career. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually have a music studio in the gym now, which is kind of neat. But I made a, a huge purchase at the time. It seemed to be – it was a, a Beats boombox for $500. And, and mm-hmm. I put a Facebook post out there. And I said, anyone willing to join me in recovery to work out in the park? And we got a little bit of traction, you know, four people. And Mm -hmm. then I stayed consistent with it, and I did it next week, and there was 10. And then it went back to four, and then I got self-doubting, and I got scared, and then it went to 15, and then 20. And then then it, it turned into something that people were talking about. And I offered another class, USARA allowed us to hold a run group at their facility. And so now I had a run group and a boot camp in the park. Mm-hmm. And then and then it just kind of took off, man. People started asking how they could be of service and help me. And and we finally closed on a building. It was a year and a half ago, and that was a, a difficult process in itself. But we What was a- difficult about the process? Just the real estate yeah. overall and making such a purchase or renting or something else, something more difficult than, more- than normal? It's more of my background in, in what it was going to do. Okay, got it. Yeah, it was, you know, you're in recovery, and I don't know if I trust you, and mm-hmm. you know, X, Y, and Z. And how do you feel and, about that? Do you feel that, I get it, I understand it, or do you feel, you know, give somebody a chance? How did you, how do you feel about that when you heard that then, or maybe when you hear it now? What is that, what goes through your mind? What's your attitude towards that? I'm the type of person that I trust everyone until you give me a reason not to trust you. Right. Uh, So I believe that everyone should be given a chance and not judged on their past. So it was frustrating. Got it. You know, and and the the irony of it is we just won a community impact award, a national award. And and for someone to say that this isn't going to be good for the community, you know, we kind of said, look, we're going to operate in in a loving manner and we're going to we're going to treat other people. how We want to be treated. And and instead of making something. A, a disaster to the community. We we won an award for the impact that we're having on a community. So congratulations. Okay, so you closed in your much. building about a year ago. Go ahead, and I think cut you off somewhere. Story there. <laughs> no, no, Go okay. ahead. Uh, year and a half. 
and now we currently run 40 plus classes. We have a creative writing class. We have a dance class. We work with seven different treatment centers. We have 105 members. And, you know, we're just building each of these pillars with the nutrition, the exercise, the service, and the uh, creative expression. So things are going well, man. It's just consistency and doing it for the right reasons. And it sounds to me, and just to clarify for those of us who are unfamiliar, you know, how, how do you work? Are you an alternative to recovery centers or are you a supplement, meaning you're in recovery and I'm making it up an AAA or whatever it might be, and you come to your place for, at night or evening to support and supplement to make sure, as I hear often, that you're not idle? Is that kind of or, or both? Explain a bit more how you work in conjunction with treatment centers or, or compete with them. Yeah, so we're we're a stepping stone. We can't be someone's full recovery, but we can be a part of it. It can remind people why they're doing what they're doing, and it can bring them around people, and it can help them connect with people. With treatment centers, we want to show the treatment center that there's another community on the out. So it's important to be introduced to it so that the fear is taken away, and then when they get out, we we continue to encourage them um, and introduce them to another community. So we're not in gotcha. with anyone. We're just right, right. Really trying to be a service. Got it. And then, how does the uh, what's the correlation do you find also between health and fitness and and a gym and recovery? How does that do you find that that is a higher success rate? Someone who's in recovery for some addiction of, of whatever it might be that if they're as they're in a program that if they're being healthy and, and going through training and getting beat up doing push-ups and sit-ups and jump ropes jogging does that help with recovery absolutely i mean and and everyone wants to see data and that's what we're right. working on the university of utah is conducting studies and there is studies out there that say exercise will benefit your recovery in the long term but when you look good you feel good and and when right. you exercise i mean it's not about how much or, or how little or how strong you are. It's about the fact that you're showing up and you're doing something good for your body. And when you start to build that self-confidence and that self-esteem and walk through things that you didn't think you could, you start to, you start to feel better. Right. No, absolutely. hundred percent. And then share with us about the nonprofit. I know that many business owners, you know, uh, there's this, there's a few things maybe you can help answer as I ask you a hundred questions at one time, but you know, there's people who are in business making a profit to give back money to shareholders, not just paying expenses, not paying salary, but to give back money and make a profit. That's business. There's yeah. the nonprofit where I think, as I understand it, the charter is, you know, at the end of the year, financial cycle, zero money left, quote unquote, it's not to turn a profit back. Then there's social enterprises, those who are mm-hmm. in business to make a profit, but they're still focused, like Tom's Shoes kind of one good example, the greater good. Can you help our audience understand, A, about your business in particular and, and, where, and guide them on where they may want to see it? You know, because you may have others listening who might want to give back to the community, but we're able to be like, Ramon, but I want to make a profit. Or those who want to be nonprofits, help us yeah. navigate well, that world. So, so our business model is we're in a different, not a different category, but we have fee-for-service, which a lot of nonprofits don't. Okay. So we charge for our services. Mm-hmm. It makes up about 60% of our revenue, which is is how nonprofits are going to start working, I think, in the future. Right. Because you need to show that you're sustainable. And to turn a profit, you know, I pay myself, and I, I have four or five employees that I also pay. Right. So I'm getting what I need out of it, and I'm getting Sure, sure. So at the end of the day, I can't look at my profit-loss statement and say, that's profit, and, and I'm going to roll that over, and, and I'm going to take that for myself. But it just goes back into the company. Oh, no, I understand so, that, of course, right. Yeah, so 
So the way I look at it is it's just like any other business. I mean, I'm paying myself, I'm paying employees, and at the end of the day, we just we just don't take the profit to ourselves. We just roll it right. into the company. Got it. Makes sense. And then, Ian, help us understand any lessons that you found. I mean, you know, growing a business is not easy. Anything that you would share with other entrepreneurs is your journey. I like how you started. You know, you really are a definition of hustle. I mean, SCORE is full of entrepreneurs who started kind of from the ground zero and going up. Any lessons that you can share with the person who maybe they started their business in a kitchen, not a park? Maybe they started their business in a, in a baby's you know, diaper room, not a park. Sure. Tell us about that journey, anything you've learned along the way, especially if you had to go back and do it again. Anything you'd um, be different. Sure. Consistency, man. It, it's mm. all about consistency. And the hardest part, and I think the reason people stop doing what they're doing is because they don't get the, the results that they want immediately. Right. There were times in the park when I felt like things weren't working and there weren't enough people in class and... And I, I just wanted to give up because I was like, there's no, I, I don't, I don't have that energy that I used to, but I stayed with it and I continued to show up and, and showing up's the hardest part. But mm-hmm. for some reason I just continue to show up and you have good days and you have bad days and everything in between. But I, I try and look at the big picture of where we were and where we're at now. And that, that kind of fuels the fire. But the biggest thing is just staying consistent and staying on your mission and not getting not getting skewed away because we've had offers to, to do X, Y, and Z and do, do different things that weren't part of our mission, but it dilutes it and then it takes away from, from the things that you are doing. And, and it's very important to stay on track mm. with really what you believe in, you know? Right. And what do you say about growth? I meaning, meaning you, of course you have a core mission fit to recover. It's built into the name, but does that mean that you may not grow or evolve or pivot or add new services? I mean, it may mean that just, you know, for those listening, if they have a doggy daycare, does that mean they can't help cats in 10 years? Uh, what does that mean for you, consistency and, and, and focusing on the mission? How, how much can you deviate, if at all, according to well, Ian's playbook of success? <laughs> sure. Well, there are 23 million people in, in recovery, so we have right. a pool that we can draw from. Um, the way that you expand, <laughs> and it's only getting worse, unfortunately, but the way that you expand is, is you duplicate the model, so you franchise. Mm-hmm. But you, you keep your target market, you just add more locations. Got it, got it. Or, or try to grow in other ways. For those who may have a service-based business in that location, I guess you have a better website, expand reach, optimize Absolutely. it in some way, but keep growing. Work Got on it. your marketing, yeah, everything else of that nature. Got it. Any particular um, successes that you want to point to, Ian? Clearly the success of you growing from a park to a full location and, and a, a five-team company is, is great. Anything that you point to, say, Ramon, there's something I'm, I'm really proudest of that, that really helped us take us to the next level maybe, or just overall that was great for you? I think it was the combination of hard work, and, and maybe this isn't answering the question, but hard work and, and the team right. that we established here. I've gotten so lucky with everyone that, that shows up on a, on a regular basis and, and the things that they bring to this gym, I couldn't do my, by myself. And that's one of the biggest things that has really taken us to the next level is everyone is really good at what they do and they complement each other really well and, and they stick to the mission. So I think that it's important that you have people that you trust, that you care about, that believe in what you're doing around you. Mm-hmm. So you can use five heads instead of one. No, that is important for sure. No, I appreciate that. And I'm curious, Ian, where do you see your plans for growth? Where do you see, you know, Fit to Recover being in, in three years or five years or 90 days? Uh, what, what do you see you growing to and where will Fit to Recover be in, in the next coming months or years? Well, in the next three months, we want to have 
120 people in our membership base. We want to work with nine treatment centers, so add another two onto there. Mm-hmm. And then we want to expand our, our food to recover ideals of, of trying to get people to eat healthier mm-hmm. as well as as well as expand the four pillars that we have. So with the creative expressions, maybe how to paint night and, and keep the creative writing and, and go into the community and help kids. And then with the service projects, you know, maybe add another one or two a month where we go down to the homeless shelter and we, we serve the homeless doing clothes drives, you know, really just expanding each one of the four pillars as best that we can. But yeah, short-term goals are 120 members and two more treatment centers and long-term goals in three years. I hope to have two or three of these places that, that we can be serving more and more people in recovery. No, that's amazing. And I'm curious, you know, another thing is that can you, the business model, since you do charge, meaning, so I'm Ramon Ray, uh, by God's grace, I don't, I'm not in recovery or have an addiction that I'm struggling with, at least as that you serve, we all have addiction to something. So meaning, yeah. could I come in there and come in there as a, as a member, just sign up? Or is it for those particularly coming from a program? Help us understand a bit also how your business runs in that respect, you, you know, meaning is it just the deals with the recovery centers or can a family walk in off the street and say, here's our day pass for a family of four? How does that work? Absolutely. So it's, it's, we, we keep our memberships low. They're a dollar a day or $30 okay. a month. And we ask that you have 24 hours of sobriety. So we have people that aren't in recovery, but they support our mission. And what they do is they just don't drink 24 hours to coming. I'd say 70% of our population are in recovery, but mm-hmm. the other 30 the other 30 just comes because of the vibe and the, the no judgment and the, the love in the community. And, and they understand the mission. And, and more than not, they have been affected by addiction in one way or another, whether it's a family member or it's something personal with them or it's one of their friends. You know, this disease touches, touches everybody. So 24 hours of sobriety and, and an understanding that we are here to, to help people in recovery. Got it. And the 24-hour sobriety, just to understand it, meaning that's a pledge, meaning you're saying, Ramon Ray, can you just pledge not to drink for 24 hours, just so I understand, is that correct or, or no? Uh, it's like a pledge, like uh, contributing that to the community? Yeah, so if, if, if you want to come to a Monday class, you can't drink on Sunday. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, got it. Understood, great. It's all about, like, don't talk about partying, don't talk, don't wear beer shirts, like... Got it, okay. Keep that all away. So that's where the mission comes in strong, meaning at crunch or anywhere else gym you know there are nice gyms too and other gyms but your the focus is on for those recover so you do have that component what you wear what you say that is watched out for because we're at a fit to recover gym is that fair absolutely what i'm hearing got it love it let's talk a bit ian about the the role of score score is one of the most amazing organizations in the world i think helping small businesses you know a, a free service by our government supported by our government at least that any small business owner can walk in, can go online, attend the online workshops, attend the workshops in person at over 300 offices around the country and say, I need help starting a business. I need help growing my business. I need help with marketing. So for those who don't know, that's the power of SCORE, SCORE.org, and what SCORE does. Uh, SCORE has helped my business, Ian. What has SCORE meant to you and Fit to Recover in your journey, Ian? SCORE has been, has been unbelievable. I mean, the fact that what everything you just said is spot on is kind of mind-blowing. You know, I had... I had a mentor help me with my business plan, with the direction, with the ideas, with the finances, with organizing my thoughts, with is this valuable or not? This is my experience. I've done this before. This would probably work better. Just a coach. And and the really cool thing about this whole experience with SCORE is 
I went into the score office and, and he whispered in my ears, 111 days. I said, what do you mean 111 days? And he said, that's all I'm up and sober. So mm. not only did it help me in a business way, but it also showed me that I wasn't alone and that he understood what I was going through. So it was, it was really powerful, man. And now, you know, I, I get advice on a weekly basis on the cash flow, on profit loss, on what we should be looking for trends. I mean, all the things that, you know, I went, I, I got my degree in business, but that doesn't prepare you to, to start a business from scratch. And, and he had experience and he could be on the ground with me and just tell me what was going on because I really didn't have a good idea. Yeah, it's ironic you said that, Ian, because, I, you know, I was talking to a business owner earlier today, and she was saying how most of us, again, you studied, quote, unquote, I'm putting it in quotes because you admitted you need help too, but most of us don't have a business degree, let's say. You know, you're a farmer, a carpenter, a exercise person. I know that's not what you guys call yourself, but I'm a labor, <laughs> an exercise yeah. fitness person, whatever y'all fit-looking people call yourself. You know what I mean. You're an yeah. expert in the, the tactical things of business. I'm a speaker, right? But right. few of us. Few of us would call ourselves expert in profit and loss statements or marketing or the things needed to run a business. So it's so ironic you said that. And you, you have a degree in business, so you've studied the academic side of this. But I think what SCORE brings, uh, Ian, nothing beats a mentor, Absolutely. somebody who's, who's a bit older than us. Often many SCORE counselors are who's maybe started and ran two, three, four, five businesses in their life. Nothing beats that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's the most important thing is, they help you solve a problem when it comes up because you don't even know half the problems that are going to come up, but, mm. but then you have someone to bounce it off of when it does. And Absolutely. then you, you figure out a, a way to fix it because problems come up every single day. And, you know, the academic side, like, I wish everyone, if they want to go figure out something about business, just try and start your own business. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, <laughs> that is the greatest way to do any of this stuff. I didn't, and it's no offense to my school, but maybe sure. I just couldn't apply it. Like a profit loss statement doesn't mean anything to me unless it's my money. Right. right. You know, and, and you're right. I mean, and again, and you're right. No deference to your school. It, I mean, you had a good foundation. You studied as some people do. But you're right, until you're running it, and isn't that what all training is? I mean, you know, I'm sure Michael Phelps, he could take all the training he wanted. Here's how you do it in the pool. But until he ran that first race and maybe lost or won, <laughs> it's a different story. Absolutely. So that is for sure. But Ian, uh, anything I didn't ask you today or you wanted to talk about that we didn't mention today uh, to help the, uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, this is the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast. My name is Ramon Ray, editor of Smart Hustle Magazine. And Ian, anything you wanted to share today that you didn't get across that I didn't ask you? Just that I hope people are ambitious and I hope people try things when they think that they shouldn't, or not that they shouldn't, but they have that gut feeling that they want to. Right. And I think that, you know, you, you follow your dreams and, and the, the, the greatest thing about what's happening now is I have to tell myself, like, at least I did it, you know, mm -hmm. regardless of the outcome of whatever happens, at least I tried. And that to me, I think is really refreshing and, and just a beautiful thing. And, and without score, we wouldn't be where we're at today and all thanks to, to the organization and, and everything they do. And, and, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful for this interview, and I'm grateful for my recovery, and I'm grateful for the people around me. Absolutely. And Ian, one more time, tell us how people can reach you. I know the name of your business is Fit to Recover. And one more time, just tell us that, uh, how people can reach your website or whatever you like, please. It's www.fit2recover.org, or you can uh, look us up on Facebook at Fit to Recover. 
our calendar and, and our Instagram is fit underscore two recover. And, and we have our calendar and testimonials and just more information about what we do down here. So awesome. And where are you based out again, Ian? One more time. Salt Lake City, 789 West, 1390 South. Great. Now, this has been amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Ian Acker, who's with fit to recover And what do you call it? A special gym for those who are in recovery? Is that the way to put it? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say a safe place for people in recovery. Great. Safe place for people in recovery. Uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. My name is Ramon Ray, editor of Smart Hustle Magazine, and you've been listening to another episode of the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast.